Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the President and Vice Presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. I hold this letter here in my hand A plea, a petition, a kind of prayer I hope it does Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Taking a little break from our conversations with our guests to go to our listener email in the Issues Etc. comment line. That email address is talkback at issuesetc.org and the comment line 618-223-8382. Let's begin with Stephen. He's responding to last week's interview with Pastor Chris Roseboro on This Week in Pop Christianity. Kenneth Copeland, the word faith teacher, getting a pacemaker. Stephen writes, began to listen to the podcast on Kenneth Copeland, his pacemaker implant and the relationship to his faith message. How foolish you sound. He is 86 years old. Do I follow his doctrinal message? No. Find a better correlation for your next story in your search for heresy. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for listening, Stephen. I actually think it was a, an excellent correlation that Chris Rosebro brought in that conversation because he demonstrated through the words of Kenneth Copeland himself, these past words where he talked about not getting sick and no one in his family gets sick and it's all because they're able to make this positive confession. I think it was an excellent illustration of the heresy that Kenneth Copeland teaches. Neither of us, Chris nor I, wish Kenneth Copeland any ill will. And we we actually agree. It's perfectly normal for a man of 86 to need a pacemaker. Perfectly normal. But you see, Kenneth Copeland doesn't believe that. We actually agree with you. It is perfectly normal for a man of 86 to need a pacemaker. But Kenneth Copeland says, not him. It's not perfectly normal. He said he shouldn't need it. And what I found incredibly ironic in the conversation was that Copeland repudiated his own teaching by taking the pacemaker. He should have done what he said he wanted to do at first, which was just receive the pacemaker by faith. And then when his doctor said, no, 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 you're too far behind the the power curve, he changed his mind. He managed to let a doctor talk him out of his lifelong theology, his lifelong, the thing he's been preaching all his ministry, that he can believe his way to perfect health. And all it took was one doctor's visit to talk him out of it. You can't find in scripture where the warnings against, there's an age limit on warnings against false prophets. No. And I don't think we were picking on Kenneth Copeland. We both wish Kenneth Copeland the best of health, and I hope his pacemaker improves his condition. But his theology is another matter. Let's go to California, where Brad writes, Over the last five years, you've aligned yourselves with some of the most toxic conservative religious voices and stew in a persecution complex, the Hemingways and the Babylon Bee. It's really disappointing. Ten years ago, I came to you from an evangelical background and was ministered by your clear presentation of the distinctives of Lutheran theology from popular seeker-sensitive personality cults. 
Today, you're indistinguishable from what I was trying to get away from, a cultural arrogance propped up by a sense of victimhood and devotion to a visive culture war. It's unkind and intolerant and does not bring any sense of peace or enrichment to my faith. I am unsubscribing from your emails today, and it's long overdue. Thanks for listening in the past, Brad in California. And on your way out, Brad, I would just offer you this one bit of advice and then maybe a little historical clarification. My advice is don't base your current theology on the one you're trying to get away from. The, the theology you're trying to escape, don't base your current theology on that. In other words, I'm looking for something that isn't what I was being taught before. Now, you come out of evangelicalism. You know, evangelicals teach a lot of good things. What they lack is a focus on Jesus Christ. They do teach a lot of good things. There's still evangelicals out there that teach straight from the Bible. That's not a bad thing. So, if you're leaving one theology, don't overreact looking for its opposite or something that is completely different. That's not seeking the truth. That's just seeking to get rid of what you found or eventually found detestable before. So Lutheran theology is not formed by reacting to the errors of non-Lutheran theology. Lutherans don't say, well, let me see where the evangelicals are wrong and we're going to teach different. Or let me see where the Catholics are wrong and we're going to teach different. Lutheran theology is based on scripture. So, don't form your theology in reaction to somebody else's. That's my piece of advice there. And I think it's, I don't know if it's true for Brad, but I think it's true for a lot of people who've left evangelicalism and have come to Lutheranism. They never quite get in the door of Lutheranism. They get in as far as something that appeals to them. Sometimes it's radical grace or whatever it may be. But if you find yourself, the more and more you learn about Lutheranism, saying, well, this isn't what I thought it was, you're probably not a Lutheran. You probably belong someplace else. What is optimal is that, yes, maybe someone is brought into the Lutheran theology by its, its overwhelming emphasis on Jesus Christ's saving work. But that's not all there is to Lutheranism. And if you find yourself learning more and more about Lutheranism and liking it less and less, you're probably not a Lutheran. So that's my piece of advice. Here's the historical clarification. Jeff can help me out because he's been doing this longer than I have. We have, to my knowledge, and I've been doing this for now 25 years, always had conservative political guests, always focused on both the proclamation of the gospel and the full counsel of God's word and helping Christians grapple with the unbiblical and illogical ideologies that they encounter every day in their lives. So what we're really, truly, <laughs> I sometimes marvel at the fact that we really haven't actually changed that much in 25 years. Have the subjects changed? Ah, yes, of course they have. We would not have been talking about transgender ideology 25 years ago because it was non-existent. The reason we talk about it today is because it's pervasive. So this show is built around those two goals, that is to proclaim the Reformation theology that was re-articulated in the 16th century Reformation and to help our listeners deal with the unbiblical and illogical ideologies that they encounter in their lives every day. So really, we haven't changed that much, I don't think. And just because American evangelicalism has an overemphasis on the vocation of 
Christian citizen doesn't mean that Lutherans don't have a teaching on the same subject. The problem is, is that people take, as you call Lutherism, a couple of quotes, by the way, seldom cited where to find those quotes from Martin Luther, C.F.W. Walther, the founder of the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, or maybe Gerhard Ferdy's on being a theologian of the cross. And they think, ah, this is, this is pure this, Lutheranism. Yeah, this is all there is. And, and it becomes a doctrinal minimalism where anything else somehow is distracting you. If you read the Lutheran confessions, you will find them dealing with all manner of things based upon Holy Scripture. Where Scripture doesn't speak, then the Lutheran confessions remain silent. But to take this Lutherism idea that you brought up, if those who say, well, I just, I kind of like early Luther, I kind of like, I'm intrigued by Luther's theology, Lutheranism doesn't interest me so much. You know what? If Luther were alive today, he would be talking as much and I, I have as my evidence his track record of writing as much about the failings of political figures as he would talk about anything. He was primarily about his theology, but he was completely comfortable with calling political figures on the carpet in writing, publishing it. And he would be probably considered by most, most Lutherans too meddlesome in civil affairs. And here's why people... Some people would rather talk about Martin Luther than the Lutheran confessions. And if you think we're wrong on this, open up the book of Concord. If you think we're wrong on this, go read Martin Luther's sermons. You will be shocked. If you think it's 50% of law condemnation followed by 50% of objective justification always ending on the pure sweet gospel well, you're going to be disappointed. Same way with CFW Walter. You're going to be very disappointed. Very disappointed. And the, the fact of the matter is, 20th century Lutheranism, sad to say, got reduced, went through a, a long period of reductionism, and got reduced down to a few slogans and a few ideas and a few paradigms. And unfortunately, there is a generation of Lutherans that actually believe that's what Lutheranism is and nothing more. But if you want to know what Lutheranism actually is, as Jeff said, open the book of Concord and read, and you will see that, yes, it is centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, it is constantly returning to justification by grace through faith for Christ's sake, but that's not all it is. It is that and much, much more. Scripture and the Lutheran confessions do not teach theological escapism. People just want to float in the clouds with Jesus and escape from the real incarnational world that Jesus entered into. It's not Lutheran. It's a caricature of what Lutheranism, and I feel bad because I think a lot of people who've come out of evangelicalism and thinks they've come to Lutheranism haven't actually come to Lutheranism. They come to a parody or to a caricature of Lutheranism. And then when they see the thing as it really is, they, they either say, hey, I didn't sign up for this. Or they say, why has this been kept from me all this time by my Lutheran pastor? Why didn't my Lutheran pastor show me what the true depths of Lutheran theology actually are? We'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll go through listener email a little bit more and the Issues Etc. comment line. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc.
Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the President and Vice Presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org 2023 nominations. The Word of God, Daily Worship, Lutheran Hymnody and Catechesis, Instruction in Phonics, Traditional Math, Literature, Grammar, History, Latin and Strings. It's all part of our daily life here at St. Paul Lutheran School in Hamill, Illinois. St. Paul is seeking teaching candidates for the 2023-24 school year. Learn more at school at stpaulhamel.org. Consider joining the faithful faculty at the only classical Lutheran school in Greater St. Louis. School at stpaulhamel.org. Did you know that Luther Academy has been providing continuing education for confessional Lutheran pastors and lay people worldwide for more than 20 years? Luther Academy promotes confessional Lutheran theology through conferences, scholarly exchanges, and publications like Logia, the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic Series, and Luther Digest. Find out more about Luther Academy and sign up for their free email newsletter at lutheracademy.com. lutheracademy.com. For 160 years, St. John Lutheran Church Child Care and Preschool has been a congregation committed to bringing Christ's salvation to the people of Fredonia, Wisconsin. We gather to receive the Lord's gifts and His divine service to us each Sunday at 8 and 1030. If you're in the northern suburbs of Milwaukee and looking for a traditionally liturgical church, please join us this Sunday. For more information regarding education or enrollment, visit us online at stjohnfredonia.org. Luther had Wartburg. We have Collinsville. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Bethel Lutheran, Thunder Bay, Ontario. Emmanuel Lutheran, Dearborn, Michigan. Grace Lutheran, Columbus, Indiana. Emmanuel Lutheran, Eagle, Nebraska. Mount Calvary Lutheran, Eola, Texas. Peace Lutheran, Filer, Idaho. Risen Savior Lutheran, Basor, Kansas. St. John Lutheran, Sycamore, Illinois. St. Peter Lutheran, Indianapolis, Indiana. And Zion Lutheran, Accident, Maryland. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're going through listener email and the Issues Etc. comment line. In about 15 minutes, Dr. John Bombaro will join us to talk about making the sign of the cross. Al, that's a great question about this year's 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. What are each of the speakers making the case for? I'm especially interested in the answer for Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone. Well, I believe that uh, the Archbishop will be making the case for speaking truth to power. He hasn't approved of that yet, but that's what we're asking. We're suggesting that to him, and he has practical experience in doing that. 
in his own Roman Catholic context. And, How so? Well, I believe he is among a few of the archbishops and bishops in the United States who have said that they cannot in good conscience admit a pro-choice politician, let's take, for example, Nancy Pelosi or President Joe Biden, to the Eucharist, and uh, been very public about it, making the case for that. So would that more of the more Roman Catholic bishops were willing to take that stand? As far as the other speakers, and this isn't completely confirmed, Mark and Molly Hemingway, we know they'll do like they have in the past, Q&A from conference attendees, kind of inside the beltway, what's going on. Pastor Matt Harrison making the case for the Lutheran option. Pastor Peter Bender making the case for a dying man's consolation. And not sure on this one yet, Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee making the case for freedom of speech and Christian satire or something along those lines. So those are the proposed. Some of them have been approved. Some of them have not, but we're still putting the thing together. By the way, it's I'm going to get my dates right. I get mixed up with other dates. June 16th and 17th, Friday and Saturday at Concordia University, Chicago. You can already register. Are we... Yeah, we're still in early bird registration. Yeah, till March 15th, I believe. Go to our website, issuesetc.org. Right there in the menu, you'll see the 2023 Making the Case Conference. You can get all the information. Some lodging information is available now. And you can also register there, either registering there or there is a downloadable flyer as well if you want to do it by mail that you can download, fill out, and mail to us. And the address is included there for you. So we are in the registration process. And like last year, I'm very confident it will be sold out. And if you want to live or you want to stay on campus, last year they ran on dorm space. So if you plan on staying in a dorm, you should probably register early and also register for a dorm room or two. That goes pretty quickly. This comes from Will. He says, I can't find the nominations for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod leadership. All right. Now you're asking me to get another website out of my head. I believe it is issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. That will take you to a page that has some information and links to a couple things. Our recommended nominees, no big secret that Pastor Matt Harrison, frequent guest on the program, is our recommended nominee for president of the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod. Highly qualified since he's been doing it for 13 years. A little on-the-job experience, I should say. Also to the synodical page on nominations to begin the process, and we also have a link to a DIY YouTube video on how to go through the nominations process online. It is all online. There is not a paper option. It must be done online. There are a series of steps that you and your congregation need to take before you actually nominate. The most important of which is a congregational meeting where the congregation is given an opportunity to select the names for the nomination. Then you can start the process. And the deadline's February 28th of this year, 2023. If you're a pastor of a dual parish or tri-parish, each one of those congregations gets to vote. So don't wait. We are, what, six weeks away? Right. The nomination process is very, very important. The way that they have structured the election for a synodical president, it's all one big process. You need to nominate. 
That forms the slate. Then a little bit later, the congregations will be asked to vote. And if you're concerned about the creeping in or current state, in some cases, of mainline liberal Protestantism and American evangelicalism into Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, be sure to vote. And we've got a list of recommended candidates, many of whom are regular guests on Issues Etc., issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Gary in California, High Issues Etc. team. That's what we are. We're a team here. We're a band of brothers. I want to suggest a show or a series of shows on Lutheran homiletics, that's preaching, and how they have changed over time. I learned that my pastors should always preach long gospel sermons, but as I start to read Luther sermons or Walther sermons, bingo, they don't seem to be organized that way. Why? Is there a reason our pastors preach the way they do now? I've heard Dr. Adam Kuntz discuss this a few times. He might be a good guest to have to discuss it. Thanks for the work you do, and thanks for listening in California, Gary. That's a great suggestion, and we will take it under advisement. The reason that Lutheran pastors often preach the way they do now is because we actually should save that question for somebody like Kuntz, but there's a history to it. There have been some very influential teachers of of homiletics, that is, preaching, and for some reason in the, I would say, the 20th century— a way of preaching that was suggested by them became the only way to preach. And I went through the seminary 30 plus years ago and I was effectively taught, oh yeah, there may be other ways of preaching, but this is the only way you're going to preach is structuring your, your sermons around kind of a law section and then a gospel section and sermons over. I think we're starting to realize that it's rather, it's not only an ahistorical way of saying that's the only way to preach, it certainly is a way to preach, and scripture should always be divided by law and gospel. That doesn't mean the sermon has to be divided by law and gospel in that kind of wooden way. And, you know, there are pastors out there who would say it has to be, and largely because, like me, they were taught that it has to be that way. What happens, what unfortunately happens is one of two things, either the text becomes irrelevant. You just go in there, you say, oh, here's some law, here's some gospel, and the text itself becomes irrelevant. So the textual preaching kind of disappears. Or, worse yet, and it goes along with that, is the preacher actually ends up doing violence to the text by forcing it to say something it doesn't actually say. So there is a bit of a tension there with... and. Above all, the preaching, we're here to preach God's word, not just a law gospel sermon. If the text doesn't matter, if your pastor is going to come out with the same sermon, regardless of what the text actually says, then he should kind of dispense with the pretext of the text and say, I don't have a text today. I'm just going to preach a long gospel to you. But we are called by Christ to preach his word and there may be nothing wrong with the, what the pastor preaches there, but if the text is not guiding his preaching, then there's a problem. Gentlemen, this is Mark in Middle Tennessee. I heard just now that the 30th anniversary of Issues Etc. is approaching, and it caused me to feel nostalgic for hearing Don Matzett's voice again. Are any of those really old episodes still available on demand someplace? Thank you for all the great programming. 
That is a great question. Now we had Don. So on. Don Matzer was the previous yeah. host of the he show. He was the he was the the original host of Issues Etc. Even when it wasn't a theological talk show, it was kind of a current events talk show. Then he pushed it towards a theological talk show. He was host for about five years. Then. He left the show, and I took over as host. But then he did do the Sunday Night National Show, continuing after he left, I think, in 98, and continued to 2001, the Sunday Night National edition of Issues, etc. Right. And so uh, many people have very fond memories of Don. Don was actually on the program. He's been a couple times. Yeah, a couple times since. And we talked to him more recently, sometime during the COVID area. I know we were, we were in this building. So it's been in the last couple of years that we talked with we had him on as a, as a guest. Now, the question is, is where is all that old Don Matzett issues, et cetera, audio available? You want the good news or the bad news? Well, give us the bad news first and then the good news. The bad news is that high-quality digital audio tapes of the Sunday Night National Edition, which was vintage, the best the creme de la creme. Right. We, we save the best guests and the best subjects for the Sunday Night National Show. Those digital audio tapes were thrown in a dumpster after we were fired by the previous leadership in management of our former employer. They exist, but they're in a landfill someplace. Correct. They were in my office. They got thrown into a dumpster. All the while... By the way, that was the only thing that we would know of that they threw away out of your office. Everything else got yeah, yeah. We got I, finally. It took months, yep. right? To I think the I think the FBI had to go through everything yeah. in our offices because <laughs> we we got them months later after we were fired. So that's the bad news. The very high quality. Now we do have cassette recordings of those Sunday night shows and the weekday shows. However. I mean, you know, do we, Craig, do we even have a cassette deck in this building? Do we have, like, hooked up to our board? Well, there is one that is in this. In the old place, uh, we got one now, too. You, you, but there's, there's one here that's to my left. I'd have to double check. Uh, I, I might have to do some rewiring to get it to go into the board here. But we do have one in the building. I didn't even know if we, we could put them in there. But you 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 have to record, if you're electronically recording those into, like, our program, Adobe, you have to do that in real time. There's no there's no fast way to go from cassette to an electronic file. You can go file. from cassette to cassette at a very high rate. You can, you can put them in a dubbing machine and go and do multiples at a very high rate, which we used to do. But to go from analog to digital, you got to do it in real time. And I'm sure that there may be some device out there that can read audio tape really fast and then somehow digitize it but we do not have that we don't have we don't have anything like that no no so that would mean dubbing those tapes in real time literally hitting play and hitting record on your digital device and getting in real time so it's it's available but it would be very labor intensive to make it available lots of positive feedback from your recent interview with delano squires gene in illinois delano squires regarding men very interesting program. I will be listening to that one again. Thanks. I love issues, etc. And Jason says, please have Delano Squires on regularly. Happy to do it. Very happy to do it. He's an excellent guest, and he's got some tremendous insights on, we talked to him about, if we're going to be pro-family, we need to be pro-men. I recommend you go back and listen to it. It's in our archives, issuesetc.org. When we come back, Dr. John Bombaro joins us. We'll be talking about making the sign of the cross. Be back and say I love will stay. 
This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig still further into St. Luke's Gospel with Boy with an Unclean Spirit. Who is the greatest? Samaritans reject Jesus, the cost of following Christ, and sending of the 72. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. I'm Chaplain Sean Denzer, Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Congregations work hard to keep the Word of Christ dwelling richly in His disciples now and into eternal life. We work to help and support that effort. Learn more at lcms.org worship. You'll find resources on the church here, Bible studies on the hymns of the day, audio helps for learning to sing our services, and look for worship planning resources to find the latest from LCMS Worship. That's lcms.org worship. May the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Theology for blue collar, white collar, and clerical collar. You're listening to Issues Etc. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Metro East Lutheran High School in Edwardsville, Illinois, is looking for an English teacher with a master's degree for the 2023-24 school year. Edwardsville is 30 minutes from downtown St. Louis. The position would involve teaching upper-level, dual-credit English classes. For more information, send an email to Principal Jay Krause, J-A-Y-K-R-A-U-S-E, at melhs.org, jkrause at melhs.org.